this week on This Week at Blurred's Ball. Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. If they should Star Wars, let Star Wars stay. Welcome to This Week in Blurns Ball, where Robonica may sound as if it's Jewish, but its ancient-sounding customs are exceptionally newish. <laughs> it's our Robonica special! It is our Robonica special. Thank you so much for sticking with us through the unplanned hiatus. I am your co-host, Ben Bloom. With me, as always, is co-host, executive producer, and new domicile occupant, Jacob Morris. Yes! Welcome to the new place! Ooh. Wait, why am I doing the ghost noises? I don't know. Maybe it's haunted. <laughs> it's built, like the rest of Canada, on an ancient Indian burial ground. <laughs> but speaking of Indians, Cleveland doesn't have them anymore. <laughs> you really nailed the transition there, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> We're going right into it. Uh, so last week... Cleveland announced their team name will no longer be exceptionally racist as of 2022, at least. Yeah. So again, like this name change reminds me of just about every public health order in Ontario. We're going to do the right thing. Just not yet. Yeah. I mean, eventually we'll do it, but also we're going to keep selling chief Wahoo gear. Wait, what? Yeah. So for those of you who, unfamiliar like one really you're unfamiliar with the nuances of baseball and uniform athletic aesthetics and you're listening to this no so a couple years ago as an unofficial part of the deal to get the all-star game cleveland did away with its racist caricature mascot with the unfortunate name chief wahoo but merchandise could still be seen at team stores and in the you know northern ohio area while the nickname which for years you know indigenous activists and non-indigenous activists and fans have been clamoring is being is a racist name used in you know in a racist context like it double whammy there i've been arguing to you know do away with the name and because for any attempt of like, oh, we're trying to celebrate honor. No, that's that's not what it did. And now uh, after reports, it's now the team will keep the name for one more season and then roll out. At least head. one more season. Oh, they're not so going to roll out. They're not going to go to a new name until they're confident in a new name. So it'll be 2022 at the earliest that they will no longer be the racist name. 
I'm doing Muppet Eyes right now. Yeah, Ben is doing the Muppet Eyes. I mean, I remember going to the World Series there in 2016, uh, Cleveland versus Chicago. It was awesome. It's a great ballpark. They put pierogies on hot dogs. They have Burtman's Ballpark mustard. The amount of red face I saw from a bunch of, you know, pear-shaped Midwesterners. Again, I'm just describing the people who I saw who were wearing the red face. Like, this is not an indictment of people in the Midwest because, you know, some of them were built like Hercules. Others weren't, but they were wearing red face, which is bad. Red face is, in fact, bad. Uh, I don't think it really takes a genius to tell you that. No, and certainly neither of us are geniuses. Speak for yourself. Okay, Maggie, which one is the California condor? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what they've also said is even after the team name changes, they will, out of history respect, of course, continue selling merchandise with the historic team name and logo on it. But, but it will go to funds that go to help out with preservation of heritage of Native American peoples in the Ohio River Valley. Sounds good, but there are no Native American peoples who still live in the Ohio River Valley. It's, again, they're, they're creating more problems while trying to solve one. Well, what I love is that they really wanted to go with the name Tribe. They could have been the Cleveland tribe, which sounds good in practice, but then you think about it a little bit harder and it's not good. It it doesn't sound good in practice. Like you and I have said the word tribe in reference to our Jewish heritage. But again, in the words of Peter Griffin, that is our word. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a group of people, a tribe, but in another think about it way, it's still racist. Again, it's appropriating without respect. And again, it's this is seriously overdue. Um, and again, when we say overdue, it's it's still going to be overdue when the, the change officially happens. So I know when the Washington football team became the Washington football team, we played Let's Rename Cleveland. Yes. Let's play Let's Rename Cleveland again. Yes. My take... The Cleveland Washington football team. (laughs) I'm going with the Cleveland, we're not Detroit. (laughs) We're not Detroit. Man, we keep coming back on Cleveland. I mean, again, I do love that city. I think that one day they should build a statue to LeBron James that's bigger than the Cleveland Pickle. Also, the Cleveland Pickle, great restaurant. If you're ever in downtown Cleveland, go down there. They will give you a pickle. The Cleveland Pickles? Why not the Cleveland Pickles? Yeah, it, they it, one of, like the like you know how Cleveland only has two buildings. One of them's the big pickle. One of them's the big pickle, and in the base and and, and on the ground floor of that building is a sandwichery. Mm, sandwiches. Now mm. I want a sandwich. Oh God! Like Cleveland does food right. Like like Michael Simon. Like like the. The Iron Chef has several restaurants there. I believe he is an Ohioan originally. I believe so. And oh my God, like one of the best meals I've ever had was at his barbecue restaurant on the one road in Cleveland where you're allowed to walk. Yeah. But seriously, folks, uh, the Cleveland Guardians would be a good name. Ah, 
hooked on a feeling. Do, 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 do. Also um, because of the Art Deco architecture that looks straight out of a Schumacher Batman movie. Yes, and of course a reference to the fact that Superman uh, comes from Cleveland. In a way! Uh, or the spiders throwing it way back, like 106 years back, even though they were one of the worst baseball teams of all time. And I don't like spiders. Like, like They could have a Black Widow logo. Again, ScarJo would love that. And everyone loves ScarJo. <laughs> Everybody loves ScarJo. I'm thinking the Buckeyes for that Ohio connection because of the old Negro Leagues team that was the uh, Cleveland Buckeyes, or was it the Columbus Buckeyes? Uh, hmm, I'm not sure. I know that Buckeyes is traditionally associated with Columbus because of the Ohio State University. God, they are such dicks about that. <laughs> They're just dicks about everything. And yes, it was the Cleveland Buckeyes who played it in the Negro Leagues from 1942 to 1950. And, and also looking at their unis now, whoo, buddy. These are gorgeous. Like, they have the double placket. Oh, yeah. Pain stitching Cleveland with the swoopy across. Buckeyes written in the swoopy. Dude, I mean. Just just adopt those. Just it, hook it to my veins. Wow. <laughs> and speaking of the Negro Leagues, huge, huge announcement last week from Major League Baseball. Writing a historical wrong uh, in as part of the conclusion of the 100th anniversary of the Negro Leagues, the Negro Leagues have officially been promoted to full Major League status. This means that stats from the Negro Leagues count as Major League stats. Over 3,000 athletes who competed in the Negro Leagues between 1920 and 1950 are considered to have been Major Leaguers. That means guys like Josh Gibson are now Major League Baseball players. Uh, the one thing about this that I don't love uh, is that we were on a countdown to the guy who was going to be the 20,000th player ever to play in the major leagues, and we've blown right past that now. Uh, <laughs> that's what we were focused on? That's not what we were focused on, but it was a cool thing that was going to happen this coming season. Uh, and now it happened like seven years ago. I'll, I'll take that trade off. Again, like recognizing what many, many people have been saying that the only reason that these players weren't major leaguers was due to discrimination. And again, it's, it it's, was, it was at, if not better than of course, quality yeah. of baseball than the major leagues at the time. Yeah. And again, you had some of, you know, baseball's all time greats who were fortunate enough to be able to make transition guys like Jackie Robinson and Willie Mays who did start off in the Negro Leagues. And then there are guys like you mentioned, Josh Gibson, Cool Papa Bell. Satchel Paige played the bulk of his career in the Negro Leagues. And again, he still had an excellent uh, major MLB career. Again, now that everything is major leagues, like we'll go acronymized. And again, this Satchel Paige, like the ageless wonder, I'm pretty sure he's still around somewhere. Like he's uh, is he? he? He isn't, but knowing him, like, again, like, you know how people have, like, Ricky Henderson stories about Ricky Henderson stories? Satchel Page blows those out of the water. Man, yeah. my favorite story about Satchel Page is when he was pitching with his touring all-star team, and uh, he sends the whole field off the field, and it's just him, the batter, and the catcher, and he strikes the batter out. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I he pretty much could have done that. And again, this is it's going to be like a statistical undertaking to go through the record books and again make the appropriate adjustments. And again, like for those of you who aren't already um, at NLBM Prez, Bob Kendrick, give him a follow. He's been one of the people like championing, you know, the history of the Negro Leagues. And again, like they, they've had their challenges recently due to the pandemic and, you know, just really like if you want to learn more, um, NLBM.com is a great place to start. You know, if you're in the Kansas City area, visit the museum. It could be a podcast road trip someday. Will be one day when, you know, all of this is done. Which, okay, see you in 2045. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> but yeah, and again, like seeing the work of the Players Alliance um, has been really heartwarming. It, like I, I saw Mookie Betts, you know, like with kids in Tennessee the other day. And again, still love Mookie, even though my team was an idiot. <laughs> Uh, a guy who's been really great about this and been at the forefront of pushing this movement, Curtis Granderson. Oh, the Grandy Man can. Yeah. Uh, so he was always a guy who, when his team was in Kansas City, put together a group of players and brought them on a formal tour of the museum. Uh, and he was a huge advocate for Negro League history throughout Major League Baseball. Uh, and when MLB Films did a uh, film about the history of the Negro Leagues, he was the narrator. He has pushed for this big time. And mm -hmm. this has been a fulfillment of one of his big pushes that they are now recognized as a major league. Uh, he very much recognizes he would not have gotten all the opportunities that he got without uh, what they did. Absolutely. And now, like, we're going to, like, now for future generations of baseball fans, they will be able to, again, like it was always, you know, like, like, like orally recognized that like the, the caliber of play was at or above major league baseball level, baseball of all the sports, that statistical notation is so huge. Yeah. Absolutely. Does not change the egregious wrongs. It's a way to start trying to educate and get better. Yeah. Uh, and there's a really cool little wrinkle to this. It means that we've now seen the first women to play in the major leagues. That's right. So there were three women who played in the Negro Leagues in the 1950s, in the early 1950s, just before the ends of the Negro Leagues. Uh, Tony Stone, Mame Peanut Johnson, and Connie Morgan all played for the Indianapolis Clowns. Uh, it was a bit of a stunt, to be honest. Uh, they were trying to pull in uh, attendance during a time when the Negro Leagues were ending. The Major League, uh, Major League Baseball had integrated at that point. Uh, but these were all women who hadn't been able to play in the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League because of the color of their skin uh, and played professionally in the Negro Leagues and were pretty good. Um, so we have now actually seen... Major League Baseball break the gender barrier 60-odd years ago, and now we're waiting for it to happen again. Clock's ticking, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, so those were two of the big things that, again, I'm 
glad we were able to talk about now. <laughs> and yeah, it's like those major developments have made up for what has been a lukewarm as fuck off season. Yeah, uh, we're now eight weeks in and there's been less than $200 million spent on free agents combined. <laughs> Nothing is going on. No. I mean, Trevor Bauer is still floating in the ether trying to be baseball Elon Musk, which <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I genuinely don't know. No, I really don't know. I mean, when the big news was that, was it Blake Snell? What did Snell do? No, was you sent it to me. Was it Snell or was it... Um... Oh, the Glasnow news? The Glasnow, yeah, the Glasnow <laughs> news. But the big news this week was that Trevor Glasnow gets angry before he pitches by looking at a picture of Barma Bro, Barton Schell. Oh, man. So Jeff Passan with the tweet of the month, if not the year. It's been a fucked up year. It's been a real fucked up year, man. So, yeah, Tyler Glasnow like, was told, you got to get angry. You got to get mean. Which is great dodgeball advice and also what I was told when I joined varsity volleyball in grade nine. Again, I was like, you know, like a literal telephone pole with an ear-to-ear grin. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I could I, I couldn't. I'm like, I, I remember back then, if I looked happy, I was repressing shit. <laughs> Shouldn't joke about that. But yeah, so Glasno to get angry would look at a photo of someone just like Rocky four grabbing the photo off the mirror with hearts on fire playing while you're training in what I thought was Siberia, but was actually just, you know, rural Pennsylvania. They look the same, don't you know? They really do. <laughs> and yep. Pharma bro on his phone, just. Grr. I mean, oh, <laughs> Glasno is a huge Wu-Tang fan. He's got a, ODB tattoo. Oh, that's amazing. So that's part of the reason why, because not only is Pharma Bro jacked up the price on life-saving drugs for people, he bought the one-of-a-kind Wu-Tang album and won't share it with anybody. Man, Wu-Tang is for children, not for Pharma Bro. Wu-Tang is for the children. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah. If you were to have a photo to look at to get riled up, who would it be? Oh, man. Who would my riled up photo be? Uh, Can I say Beard Kid from Game 6 of the 2015 ALCS? Yeah. you damn Beard Kid! You you really hate that guy. I do hate that guy. (laughs) For the longest time, it would have been A-Rod for me. But uh, he's become so lovable. You can still hate Jeter. Yeah, but like, uh, again, with, you know, I'm going to go with Donald Fear. Ooh. Because the biggest obstacle to sport in our lifetime has been lockouts and CBA negotiations. So right away, <laughs> yeah, we've had a pretty good existence where that's been the biggest obstacle to sports. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good existence we've led. 
And we're also living in, again, I, you sent me this question earlier this week and I didn't answer it, but we are living in peak Star Wars time. Yeah, peak Star Wars time. So do we start with all of the new Star Wars or do we start with the Mandalorian recap? Congratulations, you've now gotten to the end of the baseball portion of the podcast. It's time for Star Wars. Star Wars, Wars. nothing okay. but Star Wars. We'll stop. We'll stop that. that. God. Thank you, Bill Murray. Yeah, I don't know why, but like I was reading one of those Buzzfeeds. You won't believe what these actors look like when they were younger. I'm like, I know what young Bill Murray looks like. Stupid internet. Yeah, he looks like old Bill Murray, just not wrinkly. Yeah, again, he he looks like he's he's pretty durable. Yeah. So. Star Wars. So, I mean, I think we start with The Mandalorian just because I want to give an Oscar to Bill Burr for his uh, Megs Mayfeld episode. Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Like, that was like. There were layers there, man. Whoa. Layers. And, like, yeah. to, to quote Eddie Murphy, there were layers, like a parfait. <laughs> oh, I love Shrek. <laughs> oh man but yeah so like it was like real all quiet on the western front shit which again for star wars fans rogue one. <laughs> oh man and yeah it and then of course mando's like liam neeson flip at the end you have something that is very dear to me <laughs> i'm like holy fuck using Moff Gideon's own words from the end of season one yeah. against him. Oh my God. Now thank me and shake my hand. <laughs> I just, I'm waiting for that or for Moff Gideon to like walk out of a lightsaber fight, adjust his tie, have half of his face missing or since it's Star Wars, his arm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So that set up a like, okay, shit's about to get real for the finale. And again, go watch the Bill Burr episode. It will. It does not disappoint. It's, it, it it's, it's the same director from the first Bill Burr Prison Break. Only this one's the elaborate space heist yeah. with pirates. Space pirates. Space pirates. <laughs> They're like pirates, but, but in space. space. <laughs> so anyway, the finale. Shit. Shit, man. They packed a whole episode into the front half of that episode. By the way, everybody who was raiding that ship so that Mando could get to Grogu was women. Yeah. Girls get it done. Oh, boy. <laughs> we know that was, like, evil and contrived in the boys, but in Star Wars, we are starting to get more representation. That's nice. Yeah. We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting there. More Ahsoka Tano. More Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano getting her own show. Yes. We'll, we'll get to, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to the old shows in a second because, again, Space Kim's convenience is going to be my favorite thing. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> anyway, so, again, we have a whole episode in the first half. We have a whole movie in the first half of, of the episode. So they raid the bridge. Moff Gideon's not there. Turns out Moff Gideon is threatening Baby Yoda. And... He, he he's double crosses Mando. So Mando takes Baby Yoda. He attacks him with the dark saber. By the way, the motherfucking dark saber. Holy shit! It's sharp. How can a laser be sharp? 
Oh, by the way, we missed the part where Mando fights a dark trooper yes. and stabs it through the head with a Beskar spear. Is Patton Oswalt getting royalties for this shit? Uh, he better. Also, the whole Boba Fett, you know, like, like fly casual while he's attacking them. Yeah. And then, phew! Yeah, he, he just, he, he, he just, he just uh, books it. Yeah. Where did he go? I don't know. Or so, do I? Anyway. Fighting the dark <laughs> troopers, getting punched in the Beskar helmet and not dying somehow. Because Beskar is vibranium. Or unobtainium. Or magic metal. It's all the same shit. Yeah, I mean, if adamantium and vibranium had a baby. Okay. Could Wolverine's claws cut through Captain America's shield? I think, well, that's the thing. If Wolverine was holding the Beskar spear, could he pierce Captain America's shield? Well, no, could a lightsaber cut through Wolverine's claws? Because we know lightsabers can't cut Beskar. But we've also seen that heated adamantium can cut through other adamantium due to physics. Yes, of course, physics. Anyway, <laughs> we digress. Moff Gideon's got the dark saber, but Mando's the better trained fighter, so he disarms Moff Gideon. Turns out that gives him the rights to the dark saber, and also indirectly the right to rule Mandalore. Oh, fuck off! So it's Highlander mixed with Harry Potter. Yes. Oh, also, he could have just lost the lost the game of rock paper scissors, and then she's defeated him in combat, and therefore has the rights to the dark saber, or bonked him on the head, and therefore she's defeated him in combat. Like, there's ways around this. And then, oh wait, all the dark troopers that got blasted out the airlock are coming back, and they're going to rocky punch down the door to get through the to get it to the bridge. And then what's that? An X-wing. Only one. Well, it can't be Kim's convenience in space because there were two X-Wings. Oh, no, a green lightsaber. A cloaked figure. It can't be. It can't be. Ah! He's back. Ah! He has his own hallway scene. Like father, like son. <laughs> and then... I don't see a lacy. Shh, shh. I know we're excited, Siri, but you don't need to talk. Oh, my God. Luke Skywalker. With creepy CGI face. Yes, again, I, I still thought that Peter Cushing was alive when Rogue One came out, so I was I was fooled. I yeah. was fooled. I'm like, wow, Peter Cushing really like hasn't aged. Nope, he has. Beyond. <laughs> Hood comes off once all of the dark troopers are turned into space sashimi, and holy shit, it's 1981 Luke Skywalker. Like, what yeah. is happening? And so now we're at the White Fang moment. And he takes oh. off his helmet and he finally sees Grogu eye to eye. Oh, that, again, Ooh. it's been um, an emotional month. That was like, wow, okay, this, this is getting intense. And so, again, like, it's like Baby Yoda wasn't going to go. And then Luke says, he's waiting for you to give him permission. It's like, I know. And, uh, and then everyone's, uh, the even better cameo, beep, 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 R2. We need a buddy cop show where it's R2 and Grogu. 
Oh my god. R2 Grogu. R2 Grogu. Lethal weapon. And so as Luke, R2, and Baby Yoda walk off, the the Urabos of Jedi training is complete. Yoda trained Luke, and now Luke trains Yoda. It's like you're just waiting for Grogu to hop on Luke's shoulders and be like, strong the forces with this one. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of questions left for next season. A lot of big resolutions. And then but we get a post-credit scene. Yeah. Where cool. Boba and Fennec. Fennec go back to Jabba's palace and wreck the place. Oh, man. And then it says, the Book of Boba Fett coming December 2021, which it turns out is its own show. Which leads us to the holy shit, every Star Wars spinoff is now a spinoff. We are getting a Mandalorian season three. We are getting the Book of Boba, which I assume is going to be like Space Rambo. Uh, yeah. So I want the first scene of that show to be, we see Boba get blasted off the sail barge into the Sarlacc pit. Boba's getting digested in the Sarlacc pit. We see the tentacles and the fangs. The barge explodes. Then fade to black. Cut to, there's the desert. There's the explosion. And a scarred hand comes out of the Sarlacc pit. It's Boba Fett. So by the way, so called Patton Oswalt was right. By the way, directed by Patton Oswalt. Fuck off. <laughs> also, Robert Rodriguez, do more Star Wars. Robert like, Rodriguez producing the book of Boba. I mean, whole like he Which, did. Does that mean Danny Trejo is going to be in it? Are we going to get Machete in Star Wars? Space Machete. Well, hold on. There has been Machete in Space. Armageddon? No, there was a movie called Machete in Space. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but technically, since it's Star Wars, it's Malite, it's Malite Sword. Um, Sabre de Oro? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that means gold. Sabre de Luz. Gold Sword. Holy shit, gold swords? Gold sword. Cool. And not like the end of Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Anywho. Thumpering aside, that's just one spinoff. Rangers of the New Republic. Kim's which is Kim's convenience in space. Then we also have, what was it, Rogue Squadron? Or is that the movie? That's the movie. Directed by Patty Jenkins of Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman! Which, again, WW1984 starring, well, I mean, obviously starring Gal Gadot, but also starring... Well, Pedro Pascal! Yes, Pedro Pascal as Maxwell Lord, who is going to get his neck broke. So bad. So bad. Also, Kristen Wiig as Cheetah, but, like, they're going to, like, I think they're going to, like, Heath Ledgerize Cheetah, because usually it's just, like, a Lee Merriweather knockoff. But also coming out on video on demand on Christmas Day. Yes. So again, this holiday season, have some Gunderson's unshelled nuts and stream content. Yes. They're not so good. Also, we're getting Ahsoka Tano, her we're own get, show. We're getting the Ahsoka Tano show. Man, Rosario Dawson's awesome. Yeah. Uh, 
And Tamora Morrison has two shows because not only does he have the Book of Boba, he's got the animated show, The Bad Batch, which is about a group of clone troopers who got messed up in their cloning process. Oh boy. And have nailed and have mutations which make them into special forces troopers. Kia ora for that. That is going to be amazing. Yeah. Oh, and, and the, I'm sure there's others that Disney Investor Day mentioned that we're forgetting now, but... Uh, the Acolyte, which is, set in the, which is set in the Old Republic era. Wait, what is? The Acolyte. That's right. Oh. And in case we forgot, Kenobi. <laughs> with, with Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan Kenobi and Hayden Christensen back as Darth Vader. Wait, what now? I, so he had like three minutes in the Vader suit at the end of Revenge of the Sith. So naturally... He's a perfect fit for Darth Vader, except they better have James Earl Jones doing the voice. I don't know. Like, if you see, like, the dark helmet and I don't like sand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hot in this thing. We call it Mr. Coffee. I would pay for... Man, Disney needs to buy Spaceballs and do Spaceballs the Disney Plus series. Spaceballs the t-shirt. Spaceballs the flamethrower. The kids love this one. <laughs> Merchandising. That's where most of the money is made. Spaceballs 2, the quest for more money. <laughs> so for me, it's a tie in terms of the best Star Wars spinoff between Spaceballs and that episode of The Muppet Show where Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca, and R2 showed up. And yes, I said Luke Skywalker and Mark Hamill because they did appear in the same scene at one point. It was yes, hilarious. they did. If we sing more, we have to pay the Muppets. I would gladly pay the Muppets. Now we'll get sued by Disney. Yeah, oh man. Disney owns everything. Also, there was a lot of Marvel content released on Disney Investor Day. Owen Wilson. In Loki. Yeah. Oh, wow. You're, you're Whoa. A wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Things are a little different now in space, Kimasabi. Fantastic <laughs> <laughs> um, Four. Fuck off. No, too too much. They, they, they've, tr- they've done it too much. If anybody can do it, it's Kevin Feige. Again, people like people shat on the Michael B. Jordan one for just asshole reasons. It was pretty bad. It, it was. It. Yep. Again, like. Again, why keep going back to that well? <laughs> because right, they're, they're, they're have the first I family think. of Marvel. I mean, you kind of have to. Yeah, they, they do. <laughs> I just want to see Asgardians of the Galaxy, to be honest. I want to see... It's coming, and Christian Bale is in it. Space Batman? Space Batman! I mean, oh. He's the bad guy, so Space Bane, but still. Or, you know, Christian Bale on the set of Terminator Salvation. Mm. <laughs> You're in my shot! What are you doing in my shot? That's my best Welsh. Yeah, that's, that's very Australian Welsh. 
If you've been to Wales, which neither of us have, you would know. <laughs> Every planet has a Wales. <laughs> uh, save the Wales. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, tons of content coming out. Although I'm still holding out hope that the Zack Snyder Justice League will save DC movies forever. Apparently they want a theatrical release for it now. Except for the fact that Warner Brothers is just not doing movie theaters anymore. Well, I mean, movie theaters aren't doing movie theaters anymore because, you know, COVID. Well, yeah, that old chestnut. Yeah. Wear a mask, stay apart, stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your hands like you murdered the true king of Scotland. Out, out, damn spot. I know we've done that joke before here, but it's a good joke. Oh, have you ever seen Barry? Yes, I have. Holy shit. Like, it was so dark and so funny. I'm like, wow, I'm sad, but laughing. I'm laughing because it's sad, but I'm sad because I'm laughing. (laughs) It's a vicious cycle. Indeed it is. Also, every time a Bill Hader, like, again, does a phenomenal acting job, but when he gets angry, I can't not see his Clint Eastwood impression of, get off my lawn. Yeah. Maybe it's just me. No, I see it. I also, see it. every time Henry Winkler says Barry, I imagine Barry Zuckercorn. <laughs> again, it's been a lot of TV watching for us recently because... George Springer hasn't decided what team he's going to yet. So what the fuck? Yeah. George Springer, make up your mind and decide on the Blue Jays. As long as Jackie Bradley Jr. comes back to Boston and Mookie Betts. What? (laughs) Man, the Blue Jays are the only team. Man, there was a report of a rival GM being pissed at the Blue Jays because they weren't pretending to be broke like everybody else is. Which, for years, Rogers has been playing that card like like it's the king of hearts. Yeah. But now, money, 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 So instead, let's talk about a Sean Connery movie. Yes. Which one? Uh, I don't know. Ooh, I mean, it is the holiday season. I don't know what that means for Sean Connery movies. There isn't. I I have it. I, I have it. So we've talked about Sean Connery movies. We've talked about movies with people tangentially in his orbit. We haven't talked about the greatest tribute to Sean Connery in the history of media. Daryl Hammond on Celebrity Jeopardy. Damn you, Trebek. I mean, <laughs> we tangentially have when we talked about Alex Trebek. Yes, but now we are going to do a deep dive because Nick Cage has appeared. Keanu Reeves has appeared. Burt Reynolds has appeared. Again, uh, I believe you mean Turd Ferguson. Yes, of course. Dirt Ferguson. So Will Ferrell as the straight-laced, exaggerated Alex Trebek, still with mustache, I might add. My pick for replacement for Alex Trebek is just Will Ferrell doing his Alex Trebek impression. (laughs) We pretend like nothing's happened. (laughs) Welcome back to Celebrity Jeopardy. 
You might have noticed my mustache is back. There is nothing wrong with your television set. Or LeVar Burton. Fuck, get, get reading Rainbow up there. Yeah, oh man, he'd be great. Although I do you like the suggestion. It's a picture. I do like the suggestion of Ken Jennings. He was so good at Jeopardy that he won Jeopardy. Highlander rules. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that for a lot of people, that was the introduction to Sean Connery. Not for us because we watched Last Crusade. Last Crusade is a Christmas movie. Yes, it is. Last yes, Crusade is. is a Christmas movie. So, It's a Wonderful Life, Last Crusade. That's what, That should be the double feature in everyone's household, not just mine. Yeah. Well, um, which channel is it? AMC on Christmas Eve does an Indiana Jones marathon. And then on Christmas Day, there's a Star Wars marathon. I think that makes Indiana Jones a Christmas movie. Yes. It belongs at a museum. <laughs> so I think that definitely makes Last Crusade a Christmas movie. Because it's about Jesus. Yeah, and I'm, I, I've heard rumors that Jesus has something to do with Christmas. I don't know. I thought it was Santa's birthday. <laughs> Santa died for our sins in that in that traffic accident in the in the streets of Paris, and you better not forget it. <laughs> but also, it's the holiday season for our people, which means I have my Kevin Mench on a bench. Hey! He's an adorable little bastard. <laughs> Futurama is a segue that I should have done better than what I'm just doing. Fuck, I'm sorry. I am picking Fear of a Bot Planet. Excellent choice. And the reason why I'm picking Fear of a Bot Planet is because it is the first appearance of Robotnica, the holiest six weeks on the robot calendar. <laughs> oh, man, that is a great episode. And we've delved into the Bender's feelings of isolation. We've delved into the into the hip-hop references, um, the invasion of the body snatchers. Just a great episode, and again, of course, with Bender finally celebrating Robonica. I'm going with the Futurama Holiday Spectacular from the later seasons, where they discuss Xmas, uh, Robonica, and the Kwanzaa bot. What the hell is a Kwanzaa? <laughs> well, we'll let Coolio explain it. <laughs> now, can you name the traditions of Robotnica? Um... Robot oil wrestling, shalom, Ruth and Esther. <laughs> Not on my face, I got my hair did. Um, you know, taking a hearty sip from your Robo Kiddish cup. <laughs> oh, um, do you play with dreidels made of clay? No, we play with droidles and they're paid to make you play. They're, they're, they're programmed to make you pay. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, yeah, the, the big thing is the petroleum oil. Yeah. Not to let the lamplights... Uh, not to keep the lamplights broiled, but, you know, for the, the, the lady, lady wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. It's a robotica miracle. It's also celebrated one month after Robomadon, which is celebrated one month after Robonza. It, it, you know what? It's a very busy holiday calendar for robots. Yes, it is. 
and a very merry Robotnica to you all. <laughs> oh, the Cleveland Zoidbergs. <laughs> Need a new team name? Why not, Why not Zoidberg? <laughs> uh, Episode <man>. title. <laughs> Need a new team name? Why not Zoidberg? Yes. Directed by Patton Oswalt. <laughs> <laughs> Need a new team name? Why not Zoidberg? I will put the Zoidberg emoji. <laughs> oh, that, that's one of the great like bits of clackety clackety. Asky art. What'd you call me? Zoidberg. Oh, right, yes. Um, <laughs> you know who would have been great in Star Wars? So Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Oh, right. you, you can't just blow up Alderaan. Oh, there, there's people there, and there's Bill's house, and there's Mary's house. Why wasn't Jimmy Stewart in Star Wars? Was he dead by then? I feel like he was dead by then. No, he was still alive. Like, he lived long enough that uh, Tom Hanks apparently got to meet him and talk about horses. Okay. But again, like... like like the only movie I've ever seen at TIFF because I disagree with waiting in lines and I'm not cultured was an old showing of like 1938's Destry Rides Again, which was Jimmy Stewart, Marlena Dietrich. Like there was singing and danzig, like, you know, the, the Madeline Kahn part of Blazing Saddles. That's what it was based I'm on. I'm tired. I am tired. I'm pooped. Let's face it. I'm pooped. <laughs> And, and this was like pre-Liberty Balance. This was pre-It's a Wonderful Life, pre-Rear Window, obviously. But yeah, Jimmy Stewart riding a horse, being a cowboy, and being a sheriff. Jimmy Stewart being a cowboy? Now that's the most unbelievable thing I've ever heard. The best was in Liberty Balance where it was him and John Wayne doing who could do the best impression that Robin Williams would do one day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's mosey on down the stables, Pilgrim. Come on, Corky, let's get a going. <laughs> well, is it Reagan's turn? No, Reagan, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, Robin Williams. Man, I miss him. I miss him, too. Also, every Robin Williams movie is a Christmas movie, so just watch those this time of year. <laughs> yeah. Every Robin Williams movie is an every holiday movie. But yes. the best Christmas movie is Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yippee Mr. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> that was last week's episode title. If you it haven't was. listened to that episode, you're welcome. <laughs> so I think that's a reasonable like segue to wrap things up this week. We we are we are officially boycotting the classic game until someone makes a move in free agency. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, I think we're We've had a lot of classic games. We seem to be running low on them. But make a move in free agency, damn it. Yeah, but again, that's that's the stance we're taking publicly, and we're not wavering from it. These are our principles. If you don't like them, we have others. Yes. Uh, so we're at the end of this episode because we're running out of content. <laughs> if you like us, you could follow us on social media. We're at This Week in Blurns Ball on Twitter and Instagram. We're this week in, no, we're not at this week in Blurns Ball. We're at TWI Blurns Ball on Twitter and Instagram. I really should learn our own social media feeds. That's my line. We're this week in Blurns Ball on Facebook. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on YouTube, where the channel name is This Week in Blurns Ball. Uh, thanks to my vastly improved internet connection at this new place, it's not going to take two days to upload an episode anymore. 
I thought you were using a mimeograph to upload this shit. I was. I was using a telegraph. Yeah. Let me check the automated stock talker. Oh no! Who knew there was a crash in September? Um. You could also email the podcast. It's twiblurnsball at gmail.com. I check that periodically. Give us some feedback. We we would love some constructive criticism. Well, like no, we wouldn't. Like guys, know your own uh, know your own Twitter handles. Uh, we're available pretty much everywhere that podcasts are available. If you like us, give us a good rating and a review. It helps us improve the podcast. It also helps other people find us. If you don't like us, keep it to yourself. <laughs> And if you have any personal uh, well wishes or gripes to share with us, you can reach out to us individually on Twitter at JMS Morris for Jacob at Benjamin K Bloom for myself. Uh, the Muppet doesn't have a Twitter account yet, so but he should. No, no. But he should. If you've seen the things I've seen with him, again, like he he makes the Viper Room look like a playground. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, with all of that in the bag, this has been This Week in Blurns Ball. Uh, I'm Jacob Morris. I'm Ben Bloom. Have a happy and safe holidays, and thank you so much for joining us. Farewell from the world of tomorrow! Coming up next week on This Week in Blurns Ball. I've lost the beeps, the sweeps, and the creeps. The what? The what? The what? The beeps. The sweeps. And the creeps. That's not the only thing this guy's lost. <laughs> only one man would be daring enough to give me a raspberry. Lone Star. Oh, camera's too close. Camera's too close. Ah, it's hot in this thing. Merchandising. That's why most of the money from the movie is made. May the Schwartz be with you.